What is good, my people? You've just tuned in to another episode of Rasa Stand Podcast with your hosts, Brown and Flo. And today is episode number 10. And we will be focusing on psychology with La Raza, the psychology, la mentalidad, the mental status of our people, how we are within um, our minds, um, what we believe in with our minds, and why we do what we do as Raza. Uh, we're going to be covering a list of uh, topics within the, you know, I guess subtopics within the topic of psychology with Raza which is, um, you know, mental health is a big one. Uh, just perspective of Raza and how the divided uh, parts within our people are and, you know, mentally and um, belief-wise within our culture, uh, of how that affects us as a people. Um, the labels that we give each other, what does that do to our minds? What does that do to our, to the next generation, how they have to pick up those labels and, you know, I guess, embrace or not embrace or uh, evolve into something else from those labels. Um, like, for example, we will talk, we will talk about certain things like um, go, uh, going to school when, you know, you're placed in a, in a class where it's like ESL, English at a second language. And uh, does that make you, does that make you, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, compared to other students, you know, doing it uh, without that, does that make you any less smarter than them? Does that, does that, you know, that challenges you because it puts you in a situation where, you know, you have to kind of work a little bit harder than most just to get the status of general ed, which is your ESL, that's totally different, you know what I mean? Um, and Another thing, like translating for adults, that did a lot for myself, you know what I mean? Translating, having to deal with adults, having to kind of uh, be able to talk to adults and, and, and basically communicate in a way that they won't just see me like a stupid kid, a stupid mocoso, you know what I mean? So I had to be able to uh, talk to adults and translate for my parents important things, you know, at that, you know what I mean? So that does a lot to a person as well. So um, I guess... I can begin a bit about the history of psychology in itself, which is something with uh, someone that is very well known, which is Sigmund Freud. And he is the, basically the, the king of psychology, the one that most are, are um, blueprint is, you know, comes from, you know, his, um, he, they call, well, he is the founder of psychoanalysis, which is he an, an, um, analyzes the mind. He, he was the first one to really dive deep into analyzing the mind in the way that he did. Um, and because of that, a lot of what he wrote and a lot of what he uh, came to understand of the mind, we still carry on to this day. Um, the strategies and the certain things like, you know, the ego and the id and the, you know, the super ego and all that. And then, uh, also within the dreams, there's a lot of uh, things that we get from dreams that we take into our wake stage. Um, another person is Carl Jung, which he's more of a, um, so Sigmund Freud is more of a Western way of, of dealing with psychology. Carl Jung is more of a, a Eastern way of dealing with psychology. He believed more of uh, the, um, the soul, 
he believed he went in, he went into more of that spiritual ways of dealing with things and um he also did a few things that freud was introducing in psychology but uh it was more um it was more uh more of that route that uh, carl jung was doing but both of them contributed greatly to psychology so with that said bro um i want to i want to send it to you man send the mic to you man sure man that's a lot of stuff we're going to be covering and uh you know Normally, I'm the one who takes the lead on a lot of these topics, but today uh, it's going to be different because Brown is uh, more well-versed when it comes to psychology. If I'm correct, you are studying this in school right now. If I'm yeah. Correct. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it just makes more sense for him to take the lead on a lot of this stuff. So I'm going to be learning some, some stuff with him today, today, as well as a listener, uh, when you all listen to this <clears throat> later on. Uh, so it's going to be, you know... Uh, fun to have that that um you know perspective and and just to kind of sit back a little bit and just see you know uh uh some of the stuff that you know I've, I've taken some psychology courses and I'm you know obviously and I'm a little familiar with Sigmund Freud and some of the people you mentioned but nowhere near uh probably what you know I mean just from just from the very beginning just what you were talking about just sounds like you know a lot already so uh it's going to be fun to to really um you know, dive into this, but as far as uh, my role today, and usually what it usually is, is just covering statistics. Like I said, that's what I love to do is just talk about stats. I can talk about stats all day if I could. Uh, as a historian, that's, you know, what I like to study and just, you know, just look at things and how they, how they work or whatnot. So one of the things you mentioned was mental health, right, for, um, for Rasa, you know, um, and I think it's kind of taboo to really even bring that up because for our people, you know, it's always like, yeah, you know, it's nothing, you know, it's, it. and I've been guilty of that myself, you know, to, to, to think about it that way, because, uh, you know, my, my wife went through a postpartum depression when she had our mm -hmm. child and I had no idea what the hell was going on. I don't even know what postpartum depression was until, you know, she, uh, she got it. I thought she was just, you know, acting weird you know what I mean like she just would cry a lot and just you know was not herself she wouldn't get out of bed and I was like man like stop being lazy I was I was pretty much you know I was I was upset about it because I felt like you know uh not that she was doing it on purpose but I felt like it was just you know like a say in your head in your mind you know like mm. but really like um you know mental health is one of those things that that um you can't see it, you know, when you, when you go to, to, to get checked, like, you know, if you get, go get checked for cancer, or you go get checked for, you know, for diabetes, you know, you can find that in, in the body, but mental health, you know, uh, these diseases that you, that, that, uh, that, you know, we, the, the mental health community comes up with, um, uh, you cannot physically see them, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you can see the behavior of them, but not so much, oh, there it is, you know, this is what, uh, postpartum depression looks like this is what uh you know um someone who's psychotic you know what i mean like uh looks like it's just the behavior so a lot of the times it's really hard to to you know uh understand it because of that because they're like well what do you mean like you have this like i, I don't know what you're talking about you know because and for me i mean uh i like to think that i have a, a strong mindset uh so it's another reason why I also struggle with that because like I said, I mean, I feel like it's, 
for the longest that it's it's, just, it's in the mind, you know, like, and then if the mind is weak, then you're more vulnerable to, to a lot of these, uh, you know, mental disorders or whatever you want to call them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm still learning about all this stuff and I'm a little more compassionate about it now because uh, even one of my homeboys growing up, um, you know, we talked about this before, how he struggled with depression and I think it was, um, and what's it called? Uh, bipolar, I think, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know there's different kinds of it, but he struggled with that. And he, he talked about suicide as, as, a, as a youngster. And that's really when I first got exposed to it because, I mean, I didn't know any better. I was like, well, I mean, what are you talking about, fool? I mean, like, we're young, you know what I mean? Well, what do you mean you want to fucking do these things to yourself? So, um, yeah, I'm still learning about it, man. I'm still still going through the whole process. And like I said, I think as a rasa, we, we, you know, especially I would say the older generations, because I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure that women in the past had postpartum depression, but they didn't see it as a, as a disease. They saw it as a, Oh, it's just part of, you know, having a kid and you kind of just deal with it, you know? And, and, and we weren't really taught how to really deal with, mm-hmm. with a lot of these, uh, you know, mental diseases or somebody who has you know aside from you know now you know go to the doctor and and give somebody medication and which um i'm on the line with that because uh and this is coming from somebody who takes medication for uh you know an autoimmune disease uh because i mean you know like i said i feel like there's other ways to to deal with it but obviously there's some cases where you need the medication because i mean you cannot function without it so it's a case by case mm-hmm. um but yeah that, that's how i wanted to start it you know um i don't know if you wanted to add anything to that as far as yeah that. i mean shit i mean that's that's going deep into uh mental health already bro like that's a lot there's a lot to go into when we talk about mental health bro uh not only personal experiences but um just uh overall for our people how at least how i you know have experienced you know interactions with with our people and people that are people that 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 need mental uh help um help you know um and it's just uh there's not a lot of help for us out there the help that there is out there for us uh is usually a clinic that has you know it's already you know overpopulated with 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 uh demand to be seen and usually they 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 put you for like months and you know um to to wait for an appointment and stuff like that so it's like for our people either if you don't have good insurance you're pretty much fucked you know what i mean um so that's that's you know that's that's just a, a little a little something that that people don't understand about people say ah oh, get your shit together you know i get your shit together but it's not that simple when you know what i mean if someone has a traumatic event that they seen or they went through it ain't that simple to get back on the bandwagon and keep going and succeed in life it ain't that simple. And for someone that hasn't gone through a traumatic, you know, event and stuff, if life is hard already for them, imagine having something in their mind that's keeping them from being the best them they can be. Like people don't understand that. People don't get that. You know what I mean? Um, now I I'm not saying that I've had a such a traumatic traumatic thing that I I I got fucking like clinically depressed or something like that. I mean I've been I feel like I have had depression at one point but not to the point where like I'm suicidal or nothing like that you know what I mean but um if you don't if you don't if you don't try to uh 
you know, balance out your life and your mental state when you know that you're not, that you're in balance at that moment. If you don't try to balance it out somehow or try to find a way to, uh, to you know, to even out your stress level and stuff, you do go over the edge and you do, you know, you do start feeling a certain way like life is just not worth it. So those thoughts have come to my mind, but not to the point where we're like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to, I want to act upon it. Like I'm serious about it. You know what I mean? No, nah, like, like, it, you know, it just, sometimes it feels like, 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 you know, life is not, you know what I mean? Life is not, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Like, uh, fair, you know, but you know, that those thoughts come to you, you know what I mean? When, especially when you have kids and shit like that, you just, it just feels like life is just pushing you so hard and you're like, you know, you know, and, and, and if you don't have no, no one to uh, really talk to about things, that's when you feel like you don't know where the fuck to turn. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm just saying it by from experience and from people that I that I you know that I talk to and stuff like that, they feel like that. Um, and they always mention that it's hard to find help for, it. and it kind of is. You know what I mean? Nowadays is I guess it's a little bit better because of the fact that you can do virtual talk with uh, a therapist. But I don't think that's the same though. It's always in person. It's always no, the no. best. It's always the best way. You know what I mean? Um, is a, actually the first time that I've ever done therapy has been through online, wow. virtually. That like since I've I've had anxiety for like fucking five years already, three four like like four or five years. Um, and nah, man, it's not the same. It, it ain't something that I can say that the 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 strategies that I was using before I had therapy, virtually help more than the having yeah. virtual therapy which yeah. is just like they pretty much just ask you certain things like like um you know how's how's your life basically how's your life and 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 what does your life consist of and it's basically that type of stuff and then from there they just pretty much assess the situation like okay well what stresses you but you already fucking know what stresses you, know. you, you know what i mean yeah you don't need someone to tell you what stresses you you already know but that, that's the thing like a lot of people want the the magic pill you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. they want the the cure-all pill the cure-all solution and that doesn't exist nope. you have to it takes time to to find that balance in life you know it does take time and then there's um i've managed my anxiety way more you know nowadays but it, it's it's um it ain't an easy process to go through you have yep. to really you know stop doing certain things that you know you find pressure on you know you you start doing a bunch of things and then you, you you feel like you're pressured to do them and stay consistent and stay you know what i mean stay on it and stuff like that and yeah and you know i mean what humans in general bro we're we're, we're productive people like it, it's in our nature to want to produce especially as men oh yeah it's in our nature to want to to want to produce something you know what i mean it's just like our ancestors it, it was in our nature to go hunting and produce food for our family it's in our nature to produce and induce be into something all the time you know what i mean so it's uh it's that pressure that's always in the back of our our, our minds or on on our backs you know what i mean always telling us you got to do better you got to do better and, and and not only that but nowadays social media like everything is so so painted for you so beautifully and and then you go into their lives and their lives are upside down and shit but it, <laughs> on instagram on instagram it's all fucking nice Again, you know, yeah. flowers and unicorns and shit, but mm -hmm. not nah, that ain't like that, you know. It's, 
it's yeah man i don't want to i don't want to you know uh go into another route but um uh yeah man uh with mental health it's uh there's a lot to talk about mental health bro a lot to talk about yeah there's something else that you mentioned that stood out for me was when you talked about um men right how men how we deal with with our mental health um or those people who suffer from mental health diseases right or even just talking about problems, you can say, you know, like, one, it's really rare for two dudes to hang out and talk about shit, mm. you know, and talk about what they're yep. going through, right? You know, so us having this conversation already is a, is a big deal. You know, we, we've mm-hmm. been having conversations about different things. And, you know, usually when, when guys in our culture, you know, and this is me just generalizing, you know, there, there's got to be some kind of a drug involved, you know, mm. they go bring on a brew, you know what I mean? Or but let's go smoke some pot or whatever you know what i mean like that we need we need stimulants or we need something you know something to to get us to to that vulnerability and that and it's really rare to have people just be vulnerable you know what i mean like without um what do you call it um without just anything like that you know but yeah one thing that's that also a quick a quick fact quick quick statistic that um that i wanted to bring up or a few actually was how poverty affects mental health, you know? Mm. And it makes sense maybe because I mean, when you don't have things, you know, you, you start to probably feel a little bit more stressed, you know? And so you start putting more pressure on yourself, especially as men, like you said, you know, we feel the pressure to provide for our families, for our loved ones. And when we don't, you know, we, we, feel, we feel useless sometimes, you know? I, there's been times where I've been, you know, in the funk, uh, and this is even before I had a family, when I lost my job or whatever, you know, like, and I just felt like a total failure because I got fired a couple of times in my, in my life, you know, and then it didn't feel good to get fired. I'll tell you that. Mm. I mean, it's one of the worst things to feel because you feel incompetent. You feel like, man, like I'm not good enough. Somebody told me I wasn't good enough. Uh, so you felt a little down on me, but, but one of the ways that I've always been able to get up is, you know, even if I get, cause I mean, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I don't, when I get sad, I don't really stay sad. I, I usually that evolves into anger. You know what I mean? And, and then that anger evolves into, okay, well, if you don't think I'm good enough, then fuck you. Then, you know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to do what I got to do to prove that I am good enough. So I don't stay in that, in that state of mind where, okay, well, fuck, you know, the world hates me, you know, like I've never been like that. And I think that plays a role also as to why, you know, I really haven't suffered with any, any uh, really serious and you know, mental health you know, disease or whatever. But uh, as far as, um, you know, when it comes to like suicide rates, because we were talking about suicide rate, uh, men are four more times likely than women, you know, Latino men are four more times likely than women to kill themselves or try to commit suicide, right? And big reason why is because we don't have the avenues to express ourselves in a way where we're not going to get clowned or, you know, we're not going to feel safe to talk about some things, right? It could be anything. Maybe you can have it in your having problems with your wife or whatever. And you might feel embarrassed to talk about it with somebody else. Cause you might get clowned for, for talking about the egg, hey, you know, like this fool, you know, he, he's a punk, you know what I mean? He's getting whatever you're going through. So you keep it to yourself or you go to substances and you start abusing substances or, you know, um, you get addicted to something else or you just are not, are not dealing with it in a positive way. And um, that's why a lot of people, you know, end up, uh, and I fought for themselves. As a matter of fact, one of my, one of my uh, brother's homies, you know, did that recently. 
you know, uh, last year, I think he found his dad uh, in his own home. He hung himself. Mm, wow. You know, he found him there. And like when he got there, he was already dying. And I don't know exactly what was going through his head to go through that, but he left the note, you know, and he, he, he left the suicide note and, and uh, you know, but that's affected his son now, you know, his son is uh, my, 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 my brother's friend and, and uh, he doesn't want to, I mean, obviously it's a huge loss, you know, but, but he feels empty now. He feels like, you know, it's almost like he's following his dad's footsteps in a sense that he doesn't want to go out. He doesn't want to talk to anybody, you know, uh, and it's fucked up because I mean, my brother and him are really tight. And now it's like, he, you know, I saw him a few, a few, uh, a few weeks ago and it's almost like he was like lifeless, bro. I like, I waved at him and he just looked at me. He didn't even say shit. And I was like, the fuck? Like, you know, is I mean, I already knew what happened, but but I was like, damn, like he's he's really like really hurting, you know, like he's really going through some shit. And and um, yeah, man. So there's a lot more statistics that we can go into, but uh there's a lot of stuff we gotta cover, but I I just really wanted to really put that out there that that the suicide rate for men is higher than women, you know, overall, but you know, just with even more so with uh with Latino men, because we're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be macho. We're not supposed to show any weakness. You know, that's part of uh, the way we were raised and that's how we grow up. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Dang, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. Yeah, with um, with suicides, bro, um, that's a touchy subject because um, I need the one to talk about it for the fact that it's, it is, you know, it's, it's such a sad uh, event where someone, you know, that should have gotten that right help doesn't doesn't end up getting the right help for that um and the most dangerous ones are the ones that don't speak about it you know they're depressed you know they're down and they don't speak about it the ones that, that the ones that just because constantly say oh i'm gonna i'm gonna off myself i'm gonna off myself they're the ones that usually don't yeah they just want attention they want they want someone to basically feel what they're feeling which is some kind of discomfort mentally they're going through something basically so they want someone to be like, okay, what can I help you with? Which, I mean, you know, I don't understand why some people say, damn, that guy just constantly whines and complains. He just wants attention. But it's like, well, I mean, let's fucking, let's help the dude. Let's help the person, you know? Like, yeah, he's calling for attention because he obviously is going through something. He needs someone there for them. You know what I mean? And I don't know why that's looked so frowned upon nowadays with someone wants attention for because they're going through something, you know? But um, yeah, man, that's that's the ones to watch out for—the fight ones, because they're the unpredictable ones. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, as for I wanted to go into, like I mentioned with Sigmund Freud, bro. I wanted to go into the fact that he did a lot of uh, research on the fact that sexuality, sexuality had a lot to do with uh, the mental state mm -hmm. and how how we deal with uh, just life. It's in itself. And, and day by day things, which is that he believed that life was like built around this, this, this concoction of like tension and pleasure. Mm. Um, so it was like everything we have to, everything where our goals is, is, is from pleasure. Like everything we do today in life consists of pleasure. It's something that we're seeking for in return for pleasure. Mm. So we go to work, we make money for pleasure like to to the the um the what's it called the 
the long-term thing that we will get is pleasure from the money that we receive. Mm. So, uh, and then he believed that all this tread, that is this this tension from the from the pressure and the pleasure that we're seeking is buildup of libido, libido that we're trying to. At the end of the day, we're so stressed that he believed that all this pressure that we felt is, is from the buildup of basically that we need a release. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, you know, you know, and um, if if you really think about it, bro, every thing that consists of like you know i mean people only say that most people in jail are in jail or in prison because of a woman most guys you know what i mean <laughs> and it's it's true bro like this this one and, and not only is that something that is like proven statistically but that is something to look into because not only is it is, is, is more is more um what's it called um uh is 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 more what's it called uh because social media and all that is, is making it more harder to not mm. be like that you know yeah. what i mean so it's like is these guys i mean guys in general our intent to life is pleasure is happiness and i mean at least that's what freud was you know painted it as mm. and uh, you know what i mean and we end up making bad choices because of this pleasure that we're seeking. So all these, basically life in itself is all for pleasure. Mm. And all these elements that come with it that consist of this pleasure or, you know, this 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 goal that we're trying to get to. So sexuality has a lot, a lot to do with it. Mm. As well with, with dreams, bro. Dreams have a lot to do with it too because that's the, that's the subconscious uh, he believed that that was a subconscious telling you, basically, we have uh, we have um, inner characters in ourselves. Mm. And some of these characters in ourselves don't come out in the wake stage when you're awake. They come out in your dream stage. Uh, and they tell you, he believed that these characters in you tell you, guide you into what you should do or or. or it taps into your creativity. It taps into your your uh, your your emotions. It taps into your uh, motives in life. And if you're going through something at the time, some kind of stress, uh, that's when you know all these weird, crazy dreams start yeah. happening. You know what I mean? And it's because of your subconscious. You know, your inner characters are trying to make sense of what's going on in your life right now. Mm. It's interesting how he paints it, bro. It's interesting how he, and this is like, damn, this is like way back in the day, bro. This is like yeah. fucking, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm talking about, I mean, you know, this is when, when people were, I mean, you, you could say primitive thinking of, of, of a philosophy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, dang, you know, to think that, people were already considering these things and, and you know what it, it kind of like makes me think bro back then when all these uh different philosophers and thinkers were were, were coming out um and you know publishing works and stuff like that mm -hmm. they were on some other trip bro like i don't know and 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 sigmund freud was was uh actually did uh work on some of his uh findings you know uh uh on drugs bro <laughs> Oh, really? So he, he, yeah, he was, he was on some, yeah. Uh, 
So I don't know what, what it is, bro, that all these people that went down in history coming up with, with you know, with just crazy ass fucking findings that they believe that how the brain works. It seems like that's not, it seems like there was a stall somewhere down the line where uh, findings of the brain, of the mind kind of stopped. And we kind of like just stayed at, at Freud and, 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 and what he put on the table. You know what I mean? Like people try to come and, and try to contest what he put on the table, but like no one can really, you know what I mean, uh, overwrite and make a new psychology to follow as a blueprint. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So th that's crazy to know that to this day, we're still pretty much following most of his, most of what he, what he uh, put out there as for belief and, uh, you know, and, and how to uh, deal with people with mental, uh, you know, distress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I think what stood out to me is when you said uh, that we're driven by sex, you know. Um, I believe it because I, I think we talked about this previously, uh, especially when you're younger, obviously, you know, when you're going through puberty, a lot of the things that we do are, you know, to, to achieve, you know, um, trying to get a mate, you know, for lack of a better term. You know, and I think that's that's the animal in, a, in us, you know what I mean? Like, that's what animals do. Animals, that's how they function, you know, they, their whole purpose is to, to mate, eat, sleep, you know, procreate. Um, and a lot of the things that we do, you know, uh, you know, like, we do it because we want to go in, you know, when we're young, especially, you know, and even so, to some extent, uh, when you're older and you're not really settled down, I mean, uh, you know, we, we take care of our, take care of our appearance to, to be attractive towards, you know, the opposite sex, whatever, or the sex you like, I guess. Um, and, you know, we might work on ourselves for that reason. You know, we might not think we're doing it, but, uh, you know, but like you said, subconsciously, we are doing that because, uh, like you said, life is pleasure, you know, life is about pleasure. And it's really interesting how you mentioned how, how we're always trying to do that, how we're always trying to, to gain pleasure or, or to get pleasure and, you know, transitioning from our previous episode, right? How we talked about religion, right? And, and uh, not to segue back to that, but, but one of the things that, that uh, Jesus talked about was, was like, you know, the, the spirit and the flesh, how the flesh will never, will never be, you know, satisfied. So it's a continuous, you know, uh, it's like a drug, you know what I mean? Like we always have to be, you know, eating or, 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 uh, you know, obviously to survive, obviously, you know, but pleasure is, is a must for, 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 uh, for the flesh, you know, we need it. And a lot of the times we don't feed our soul. We don't feed our spirit. And when we don't do that, that's what we feel, you know, empty, you know, especially with people who probably do a lot of drugs or, People who, I would say so, especially for people who are promiscuous and I'm not here to judge people, but like who feel the need to constantly feed that. And we talked about this too with the, with masturbation, you know what I mean? Like how like it becomes an, an addiction for people because um, they can't get enough of it, you know? And, and it's never going to be enough, right? You're never going to make enough money. You're never going to be, have enough women. You're never going to have enough cars. You're never going to have, you know, enough success or whatever because it's our human nature to 
to want to do that because it goes back to, well, what's the ultimate prize? Sex, you know, um, for most people, for most people, I would say. Um, again, man, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, man. One thing that I want to get into, bro, is the um, practice of lobotomy. Uh, now, what do you know of, about lobotomy, bro? Like, uh, be, just besides, I mean, besides the, you know, the um, basics of, you know, it's uh, basically a surgery in the brain, the, in, the, in the prefrontal cortex, in the front of the brain, uh, that basically it, it, it uh, adjusts the person's uh, 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 mood. But besides that, bro, like, like what do you, uh, what do you know about uh, about lobotomy and, and how people see it? I don't know anything about it, to be honest, bro. I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't know much about it. Um, I've heard about it, you know, over the term and just what you said right now. But as far as uh, getting into, you know, what it is or I've heard stories. I, I think there was a story about a guy, I think, um, somewhere in the 1800s. And I don't know if this, if this is related to that, you know, but how he got into an accident and something went through his head. This metal bar went through his head, mm. through his eye, actually. It didn't kill him, right? But because it hit a certain part of his brain, his whole, his whole um, you know, uh, personality changed. Mm. He became like really rude. He was very vulgar and he wasn't like that before the accident. So they were saying that that the part of the body that or the brain that got damaged was the part that is i guess the emotion part and i guess he lacked empathy right and i know that that's one of the things that they say about serial killers that they don't they don't have mm -hmm. that in their brain they don't have the ability to feel empathy so they they do what they do you know what i mean like they don't see uh you know pain as a, as a bad thing right so as a matter of fact a lot of them get like pleasure out of that too we're talking about pleasure mm -hmm. you know a lot of the times too, there's like rape or whatever involved in that. Uh, and they feel pleasure out of that. So uh, <clears throat> that's all I know. I mean, I don't know if that's, if that's, if that's what you're referring to or, or, you know, um, but that's, that's what I know, man. Yeah, man. No, I just wanted to hear, uh, maybe you have heard some stories and stuff before I had talked more in depth about like uh, what lobotomy and when it was practiced and shit. Um, so lobotomy, bro, uh, lobotomy is like fucking, actually, some still say that that uh, even till like the late 80s or late uh, or early 90s that they were still fucking practicing that shit in some places uh, in, in some countries of the world. Wow. Um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. But uh, in the 30s is when they actually were heavy on that uh, for people that were uh, were labeled as, um, you know, just just uh, not in the right minds, you know people that were, people that nowadays they would label, you know, uh, something like, you know, maybe autistic or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Back then they, they, they were a risk to society. Yeah. So they would uh, basically by force keep them in, um, keep them in these, you know, I guess you, they call them clinics, but they were more like, you know what I mean? Like for like, they, I mean, I guess now you can call it like loony homes and shit, mm -hmm. but uh, it, it was a, uh, they by force they they would like operate their brains into uh, taking off from the brain you know pieces of brain from the prefrontal uh, cortex which is the personality part yeah. and basically messing with the person's personality like 
you know, it, it, and there was, there's been documentaries on this, that people that have gotten operated in this, in this way, they basically, most of them actually committed suicide because of the fact that they just didn't, their life became so dull that they didn't feel nothing. Like, you know how we talk about pleasure, yeah. sex, pleasure, drive, mm-hmm. what is, is what keeps us going in life and what, you know, why we continue to thrive into and go into different things is for this pleasure. Well, these people found no pleasure in the daily activities. They found no pleasure in anything. It was like, it was like they, they operated their brain just to become like, the, like to put them in this depressed stage like constant depressed stage of, of no, you know, finding no, uh, uh, no uh, pleasure in nothing. You know, I'm like, that's, that's crazy, bro. Like, and they were doing this and uh, actually like one of the, one of the, uh, one of the main people that are the main person that started doing this, they actually won a Nobel prize in psychology for this shit. Yeah. Back, back, back when they start, when they were doing this in the in thirties, um, I'm, I'm not sure what, it, I forgot what his name is, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, and that's crazy to, to know that, to know that in psychology, this was, this was, uh, uh, you know, looked as, as a, as a win for, for, for humanity. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, how can this be looked at as a win for people in general, like for, for the evolution of psychology? They were trying to play God, I guess. I, I- that's how I would see it, that you can change somebody based on based on just the surgery, um, but shit, damn. But then, uh, with the findings of this, there was other malpractices with uh, the dealings of the brain and you know performing surgeries on the brain that immediately got shut down because of the fact that people were just you know coming out of those surgeries just 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 like like totally opposite of what you know the person that they were, were before and uh, wow. it, it was it was it was causing a lot of people to commit suicide because of this it's, it's crazy bro that's some nuts some nutty shit man yeah some uh jekyll and high type shit for real yeah man now i wanted to mention something about um this uh he's actually a professor uh joe martinez he had he published a book uh that actually was in in colleges um and they studied this in chicano um in the what's it called the ethnic studies chicano studies uh it's uh chicano psychology Mm. chicano psychology back in the 80s now he and along with uh richard mendoza they both published this book um they focused in on the um, like the mentality of the Spaniard pre-Columbian Mexico to the conquest and you know how after after the conquest mm-hmm. he focused on both ends on how okay. how how you know before and after how he's seen just from you know from the from the writings that there were about it and, and then many different you know documents that he came across how he seen that people were 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 you know you know doing things and how he perceived the mental status of of, of them to be you know mm. and the developmental way of of of, of uh, psychology for them and uh this is interesting bro to see 
before and after the conquest of what became to be us now. Mm. You know what I mean? That, that's that's a trippy way to look at it, bro. To to start thinking about to, to start thinking about uh how because I mean they say that some of that mentality, some of that, some of what they believe, some of what you know their brains were processing as Spaniards, uh it 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 continues in the bloodline. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, that, like for example, yeah. yeah, the traumas and stuff like that. Like, for example, say that you know, someone's dad is because most of the time, the you know, what what carries over to men, it comes from the the dad. Yeah. What carries yeah. over to women comes from the mom. mom. Usually that's yeah. all they say, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like what if we start to think about it in that in that way, then our ancestors on the you know, if, side, yeah, it's a, it's a Spaniard, man. A Spaniard, and yeah. if they were, you know, thinking a certain way and, you know, had a certain way with, 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 with how, how to deal with things like, you know, talking about anger and, 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 and how to, how, how they, how they function mentally. Mm-hmm. A lot of that must've carried on to us. And that's why we feel what we feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like with Chicano psychology, he focused on like social cultural, um, uh, factors, uh, like psychological disorders, among our people before and after the conquest and like social psychology, you know, mm. and he, he did it where he broke it down in sections. Wow. And then the one that I like best, bro, about what he talks about is the bilingual part that he focused in on how being bilingual is more of a, of, of a, of a crush than, uh, than, 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 than something to fucking be, be happy proud or proud of. Yeah. Mm. It's more of a, something to, to shy from because of how we were perceived by speaking uh, dual languages. Mm. Um, and I, I kind of correlate with that, bro, because uh, yeah. when I was going to in middle school, I remember a lot of times middle school and high school, you know, I, by high school, I wasn't taking no more uh, ESL class, but in middle school, in elementary school, I was taking um, ESL classes, bro. And that shit like- Fuck you up. It, uh, not, I mean, being in class, it was like, you know, my people in the class. And now, you know, I when I, like, I would talk to other people. Whatever. But like out of class, they would like other people would, would see me that I was I was be getting out of these classes of ESL. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, hey, what oh, what class is that? Is that that dumb class? Fuck. I'm all like, what? <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. Dang. Like that, huh? Yeah, I'll be like, fuck, dang, sure, that should sure push you down, you man. Yeah, I mean, that should push you down, bro. Yeah. And uh, you know, so he focuses, he focuses on that, bro, on how 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 uh he perceives that that does something to the psyche, and uh, you know, and then he goes into the anthropology with our people, um, uh, you know, and. Yeah, man, it's, it's really interesting for people that don't know of this of this um, of this textbook. It's really a textbook. Uh, it's, it's written like a textbook, and okay. it was uh, you know for the for college students and stuff. But I have not seen nothing like this book uh, from before this publication till now. So you know, this is a really a really good find for people to go through. So it's called Chicano Psychology. It was published in 1984. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I never heard of it, so yeah. I'm definitely gonna check that out. I mean, it makes sense, you know. That you talked about the generational trauma, I think that's what it's called, mm-hmm. and also just you know your lineage, right? Your paternal lineage is European, 
you know, for the most part, it's really rare to have paternal lineage that's his native, you know, because yeah. at the time it was a Spanish, you know, man married, like I said, or had kids with a native or African or, you know, other, other uh, you know, people who, who came over here to, to, the, to the Americas. But yeah, man, I mean, it's, it makes sense. I mean, and, and even if it wasn't passed down through, through lineage, it was definitely passed down through culture and through mm-hmm. tradition. So, you know, that's why, and again, this goes back to when we talked about, you know, the single parent households, you know, mm-hmm. that goes back to that. I mean, shit. I mean, off the bat, we were fucking, you know, living in single parent households because mm-hmm. the dads weren't around, you know, yeah. they just had the kids and they fucking did, you know, did what they had to do. Uh, so, you know, that's definitely in there too. And that affected, you know, their kids, which affected their kids and so on and so forth. But yeah, it's a good book to, to definitely look into. I, I never heard of it until you t- talk about it today and it will definitely be in the sources, uh, you know, for you guys to check it out. Uh, just, you know, read it for yourselves too. But yeah, as far as the whole ESL thing, I mean, I, I didn't have ESL, but I used, when I when I used to go to elementary, I was in all Spanish speaking classes up until fifth grade. So I remember I met up I met up with one of my my childhood friends, and he just got his PhD. I think last year or two years ago, actually, yeah, yeah, two years ago, got his PhD. Um, and we were talking about how we when we were in second grade, they used to separate us, right? Um, mm. And we were the group of kids that were being taught English, you know, a little bit of English in the class. We, we were given, you know, um, some work in English because most of the stuff was in Spanish. Mm. And I remember we were talking about that and he was like, hey, like, I remember when uh, we used to do that shit. And he's like, I thought we were the stupid kids. You know what I mean? Like he, 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 he said that too, that he thought they were separating us because we were dumb, you know, like, but they thought we were dumb, you know? So when you brought that up, I was like, fuck, it reminded me of that, you know? Uh, but I remember when I was in in uh, in high school, I was part of the track that was known as the quote unquote paisa track, mm-hmm. you know, because most of the people there were non-English speakers or, or, or English you know, learners or whatever. Um, I mean, I was in that track, but I wasn't taking those classes. But that was, that's what most of the kids in the in that track. Because I don't know, I don't know if your school had tracks or you know, like yeah, yeah, right. So um, most of the kids in that track that did have that. So I remember, you know, that's what they that's what they would call it. They would call it the paisa track. You know what I mean? Hmm. Every track, every track had a fucking name. Then the B track was uh, the party track, hmm. and then C track was the magnet track. You know, the the smart kids, whatever. You know. Um, but I remember one incident, uh, this is when I was, uh, getting a little politicized in high school. I, I came to my high school and, and we were talking to some teachers and I asked, I was like, why doesn't a track have, you know, uh, AP classes, you know, mm. like, why is it all on C track? You know? So even, even though my, 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 my school was 99.9% Raza, uh, we still had the separation based on abilities, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, he didn't tell me this, but my homie told me this later on, that the teacher said, 
this kid kept asking, you know, why doesn't he have these tracks? But he could barely even speak speak English. So this motherfucker was teaching kids saying shit like that. You know what I mean? And he was teaching the kids that were supposed to be the smart kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I went to work back in my high school and that rhetor- rhetoric was still there. People were still saying shit like that. Like, oh, those are the regular kids. Or, you know what I mean? That that separation of, of you know, based on what you speak, you know, like, and most of the kids who were in the magnet or whatever, the gifted groups, they, um, most of them only spoke English or, you know, chose to only spoke, speak English. And, uh, you know, because like you said, bilingualism was seen as a, you know, uh, uh, a negative thing and, mm. and uh, you know, but that comment though, it, it, it got to me, bro. It affected my life because mm-hmm. I made it an effort to, to really like, you know, enunciate well and, mm. and slow down when I spoke. And, and so whenever I, because I used to mumble a lot. So whenever I do that today, I'm like, fuck, I'm still mumbling. I need to stop doing mm-hmm. that. Even to this day, bro, like, you know, uh, especially when I'm around, you know, uh, people who don't speak any Spanish, I notice it more. Or even like, like my accent comes out more when I'm talking to people who are not raza, you know? And I'm like, damn, like, like why am I talking like that? You know? And I'm like, well, why the fuck am I even judging myself for, for doing that? You know, like, so it's still something that I struggle with today as, as an adult. So these things do a fucking effect how you, um, you know, navigate this mm-hmm. uh, Anglo society, like Jorge Gonzalez used to say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man. ESL, ESL is something. But you know what, though? Um, it, it helped me to uh, uh, become more proficient at, at uh, being able to speak both languages proficiently. I actually took uh, AP Spanish and AP French when I was in high school. Nice. I took both. And, and, they were asking me like, why do you want to take two, two, uh, you know, languages? I'm like, why not? You know, Spanish, <laughs> I already know it. I just want to be more fluent. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and mind you, this was a time where, where speaking Spanish for like raza wasn't really popular. Like, no, nowadays it's popular to do the whole, you know, Chalino look and the whole, yeah. the whole, uh, uh, yeah. you know, that whole, you know, the whole nine, nine yards with, with the Tejana and all that. Now, now it's popular. It's popular to want to bump that music, you know. Back then, it wasn't, bro. It was really looked down upon. Really, really looked down upon. They were, if if nowadays when when you're called paisa, is something some a lot of a lot of raza embrace that nowadays. Back then, it was like fuck no, don't be calling me that shit. (laughs) Real right? I'm serious, man. Uh, I mean, they. I mean, there's a a a rapper uh, and uh, a hip hop uh, artist by the name of Gacho. Gacho, he has uh, the Paisa movement. Okay. He embraced it so much that he actually called it as a movement. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. He's from Denver. Oh, uh, yeah, man. But ESL, it, it, it did. I know it did something to me where it, it um, did bring out some uh, anger out of me. Uh, and it, you know, had that in me. I mean, with but, the shit they told you, I mean, I don't, I don't play. Yeah, them. man. And on top of that, bro, you know, one thing, a lot of people don't like talking about the, these things because it's like, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're opening up a wound, you're opening up a fucking mm-hmm. bandaid and shit. But I remember, I remember that I, I would get these thoughts in me. And uh, most of these thoughts were because of how other people perceived me. 
and I would feel a certain way when I will be standing because back then they will give you uh, like a rolled up uh, kind of like tickets, like little tickets to, to, to get free lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to get those too. Yeah. yeah. And I remember because I was, I wasn't, mind you, I was in a school where a, a large population were white people. Oh, really? In high school, yeah, okay. large population were white people. That's where I told you that I, I got in fights yeah. with with skinheads, yeah. and uh, the classes that I was taking because I because I was taking AP classes, that there was a lot of uh, you know other races. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, not a lot of rasa end up in AP. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. which is a fucking shame because damn, there's like a lot. There was a lot of rasa too, you know, but a, a lot of them were like gangsters and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, but yeah. uh, I know I remember that. And 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 when I when it was close to uh, lunchtime, I would like, I would I would do something where I would like kind of hide the little ticket and shit, wow. and kind of have it ready so that I, no one would see me. Like you know, I don't know, bro. Yeah, it, it was something yeah, yeah. like you know, I felt I felt some kind of way, bro, because of how people perceived me and shit like that. Like they, they see me as oh, oh look at the, this poor kid and shit. You know what I mean? And like, there's these other kids like buying their fucking meals right there. I mean, they sold food and shit like that. And that's when I was like, you know, fuck this. That was like, in, that was already, uh, that was right before I got I, I got my first job. I was like, fuck this, man. I'm gonna fucking start working my ass. Yeah, because fuck this, you know what I mean? I, I feel embarrassed and shit. Like, you know, you know that's, and, cr- that's crazy because my school, well, all those schools that I went to, the majority of kids had those tickets so we didn't really see it as a yeah as a negative yeah, yeah. thing you know but yeah. i can only imagine when you see that your yeah. school has people who don't have that so yeah i mean as a matter of fact like motherfuckers would fucking be like hey give me your tickets so i can go eat again mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's how it was bro i mean i used to do that shit like hey you know they yeah. give me my pizza bagels today you know give me your ticket if you're not gonna eat but yeah go ahead man yeah no man just uh to me it it, it was pretty traumatic bro Cause okay. it, it it made me, it made me like kind of like hide who I actually was, just for others to perceive me a different way, you know what I mean? Cause I would think about it like this: they would see me in their class, which is like the you know, where not a lot of rasa were to begin with, and it's like they're already thinking bad of me. Like, what is this fucking Mexican kid doing here? Yeah. You know what I mean? First of all, second. You know, for them, and and there was, I mean, many times where, because I would try to like hurry up, be the first one to get my lunch. You know what I mean? So that by the time that everyone else came in, like I already been the fucking like out out yeah. somewhere with my homies, like you know what I mean, eating yeah. already. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like I had to actually do that, like to to be able to feel comfortable with myself. Which now now I'm like I'm like fuck like like I'm ashamed to have been doing that because that's like. That's like saying, like, I, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be in this situation where, you know, it's okay to be in because that's that's just part of life. Like, it you wasn't know, your fault, yeah. It wasn't my fault, or you know, not even that, but it's just, uh, it's just, uh, it is what it is. You know, I have mm-hmm. to embrace it. You know, mm-hmm. not now it's like thinking about it like that, but back then it was like, it was like embarrassment and and and, and having that shame, feeling shameful, the fact that I'm I am this poor kid, and I am. Uh, uh, you know, getting these tickets for free lunch, you know, and and it's like you see other kids buying their lunch, and you see them like, like damn, their their folks are giving them fucking like five ten bucks each day for them to buy their shit, you know what I mean? And I can't, you know, 
I don't know, bro. It's, it's, it's something I know a lot of people will, will, will uh, relate to that because that's something that even if you don't talk about, that's if you and if you went through that, that's something that will stay f- with you for forever, bro. Because that's, you know, you feel you feel bad to have felt like that now as an adult. I feel yeah. bad. I feel bad yeah. to have felt like that, you know. Yeah, and I can only also imagine those kids who probably were in the same situation as you, but because they felt so ashamed that they would probably ask their parents, hey, I need money today. And, mm. you know, what they had to go through to, to get that money or yeah. the parents had to go through to get that money. You know, I, I think I think my wife would, would uh, I think she would buy her lunch too, but I think, I mean, her parents weren't rich. I mean, and she went to a predominantly white school too. So she talks about some of that stuff too, how like, yeah, like, yeah, she had to pay for her lunch, but like she had to earn that. Like, you know, it wasn't okay. Here's five bucks. You know, like, well, here's another mm-hmm. five bucks. Like, no, like, mm-hmm. you have to, yeah. You know, so I hear you on that. Yeah, man. And on top of everything, bro, my uh, my pops, he had a. I don't know if you remember those uh, Gremlin cars, those Pintos. Mm. A, a Pinto. Uh, I think it was Ford Pinto. It was Ford. It was a Ford. It was like a. A gremlin looking ass car. I don't remember that. What was it? What was it for? Oh no, no. I mean that, that was his car. That was that was a car that he oh, was driving. Oh, a car. Driving I, think a, I think he said a card. Oh no, no, car. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So he he would he would uh drive me to school with that. Oh, so that made and, uh, you feel on top worse. of that made me feel something else too, bro. And like being dropped off with people being dropped off with a nice ass cars, fucking white people dropping off the kids and shit, like. Bye, dear. Yaka <laughs> fucking being dropped on this grimly ass car, feeling some kind of way, bro. See, that's what I'm saying too, bro. Like, I feel ashamed to have been feeling bad for that mm-hmm. because, you know, what I mean, you know, that's something to, that's something to embrace and be like, I came from that. Yeah. I came from that. You know what I mean? And 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 um, I'm 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 thriving for for a better, you know, a better tomorrow with my family. Like, I came from that. That's cool. It's a cool thing to come from, you know, which is like something, you know, like basically, you know, came from nothing and now I'm, I'm thriving for it all. You know I mean? That's something to be proud of, you know? Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, I think it's obviously it's easier to say that, but back in the day, I mean, Oh, nah. You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, if your kid, you know, I mean, if he was in the same situation, probably would be the same way too. You know, like my pops is bringing me in this car or whatever, you know, like, or I gotta, you know, use a ticket for, for food. I mean, it's part of the status. And I mean, unfortunately, you know, like when you're kids, I mean, your status is, is what you have, mm. you know, I mean, how you look, you know, how tall you are, you know, the little superficial shit, you know, that, that we kind of don't really care about. I mean, some people still do as adults, but when you're a kid, I mean, that's your status, bro. So if you don't have a, a fucking nice car or, <laughs> you know, if, I mean, kids can be fucked up too. I mean, like, if, Fuck if, you, yeah, man. if you're, if you're, I remember there was this kid who, who had a you know a big nose or whatever, right? And he would always be like, "Oh, uh, you know, um, I broke my nose or whatever and shit," you know. So then uh, one of my homies is like, "So did, did your mom break your nose too, or what?" Because he had the same nose, you know. And I was like, "Come on, bro, like, like shit like that," you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, even things that you can't even control like that. I mean, kids could be could be like you know so fucking cruel. So I can only imagine you know probably the things yeah. you were thinking, you know, like. For us, my mom would drop us off, and and uh, you know she would use like an Astro van or or a, I think it was a Plymouth Voyager back in the day. But my mom used to fucking take the whole neighborhood, though, bro. She used to take a bunch of kids, you know, to, mm-hmm. to high school. So I remember 
for me though, like, and she tells me to this day, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you never felt the shame to, uh, cause I would always kiss her in the forehead mm-hmm. every day before I got out. This is up until high school, you know, wow. I would always be like, you know, I'll see you later. Give her and to this day. That's what I do. You know, when I see her, you know, like in front of girls, like it didn't matter, you know, like my homies, like I would always do it, you know, I didn't feel ashamed of that, you know? So I'm that's glad cool. that I, I didn't have, I don't have that, you know, embarrassment, you know, to, to do that. And she lets me know, yeah, you know, you're the only one who did that because your siblings didn't do that, you know, like, huh. yeah, so. Did she instill that in you for you to start doing that or you just did it on your own? You know what? I think, I think out of all my siblings, I think I'm the closest to my mom, I would say, you know? I mean, I believe so. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think because believe it or not, I was the most, uh, the most obedient out of all my siblings. You know, my older brother uh, was a little more, more, uh, you know, talkative, you know, he would talk back more to, to my parents, a little more rebellious. That's why I became rebellious because of him, you know, but even then I was still not nowhere near as him. My little brother is in a whole different level. Like he just didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my little sister, uh, she's a lot younger than us. So, um, you know, she's the only girl too. So, but I think, um, you know, I like, I mean, she lets me know. Yeah. You're like, you're always very, you know, even when I was doing what I was doing, I was always, like I said, keeping my parents in mind. I didn't go the extra route because of that. Like, you know, of freeing my dad and respecting my mom. So um, I think that's why I did it too. I just loved him so much that it didn't matter how people felt about it or if they, if they talk shit. And no one really ever did anything. Nobody ever said, oh, why are you kissing your mom on the forehead? You know what I mean? Like, and if they did, I would have been like, I'm like, what the fuck? What do you care? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just the the relationship I had with my mom since I was a kid. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's something, yeah, something to be proud of, bro, for real. Yeah. Because um, I feel like, because m- my parents weren't never really the type to like, you know, in the mornings, oh, good morning, none of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't really, you know, they weren't really like that. They were just like, oh, you're awake already? All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. They were not, you know what I mean? So, to this day, like, you know, when, when I see them, like, it's not greetings like that. We don't really mm. greet, you know, it's not really greeting each other like that, yeah. you know? So it's like, I see other, other, other relationships with parents and stuff. And I was like, why don't, why didn't I ever develop something like that with my parents? You know what I mean? Kinda I don't weird. think you're the only one though. I think it's very common in a culture because the same thing happens with my wife. Like she, she feels the same way, especially with, with the way, uh, my dad interacts with my daughter and her dad interacts with her daughter. I mean, with our daughter, she compares it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's, I, I get, it. I mean, it gets her upset because like, yeah, why doesn't my dad play with her? Like your dad plays mm. with her. I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, my dad has always been very playful with kids. So uh, I think in that extent, I was very privileged, you know, to, to have the parents that I have because they definitely were always very loving, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I did notice that too with other parents, like, you know, like, yeah, why doesn't my dad do that? Or why doesn't my mom do this? You know, like, uh, so I think, I think it's very common in our, in our community, unfortunately. So uh, I'm not saying that I was the only one. I'm pretty sure there's more people like that, but, but um, yeah, I mean, and I think because also like my parents, especially my mom, pretty conservative, you know, upbringing. And I think very religious too. So that also played a role in, in that, but. Yeah, man. yeah. 
uh, uh, one thing to add to that ESL before we continue, bro. Uh, All right. Now, when I was in that class in middle school, I remember clearly there was this one kid, and and now it makes me think about how society runs in general within within different cultures, the different settings of the city. Um, there was this kid uh, that would, but it's me. He was always like, you know, talking about what he, what his parents got him, and this, and this, and that, and literally would say like, "Oh, we're we're actually rich. Oh. We're actually we're actually." <laughs> We have a, a lot of money. We have a lot of money. And then I remember this kid. And then, <laughs> I, it, like, it never came to my mind to say this, but when the, when the, when the guys in class that I that I, that I I got along with, he's like, fool, what the fuck are you talking about? We're in the same stupid-ass class. <laughs> 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 Why the fuck are you here then if you're so rich? Oh. <laughs> after <laughs> that, bro, he didn't say shit anymore, bro. He didn't say nothing anymore, man. Oh man! After that, he was about. quiet, bro. After that, he was like, <laughs> and I was like, why didn't I think? Because he would tell me a lot. He would tell me a lot, like, because he would, he would see me, you know what I mean, with raggedy ass clothes and shit. He would be like, hey, why, like, why are you always wearing shit like that? Why are you wearing? Me like, you know, things like that. And then yeah, like, yeah. And, and he started like, oh, saying shit like, hey, my mom drives this, my mom drives that, and this and this and that. And, and the doodle, <laughs> I never forget that shit. Fool, shut the fuck up. You were in the same stupid ass class, fool. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, that shit was funny, man. I had a similar situation, because um, I don't know how I don't know how you grew up, but uh, when I was when I was first born, I we lived in an apartment out here by the city, and then um, when I was about four or five, we moved to what's known as the San Fernando Valley. I don't know if you've ever been to it or not. Uh, it's a part of LA, but it's, it's, um, it's like, it's a, considered a valley, whatever, you know, like it's more mm-hmm. sober, but you still have audios in, you know, in, in that area. So we moved to, to, uh, to what's, not, you know, called Pacoima. That's where mm-hmm. Richie Valance was, uh, was from. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I grew up. And I remember when we moved, we moved, to, we moved to a garage because my grandparents had the house, but they didn't have a room. So we moved to a garage. And I literally, rem- literally remember, like rats, like fucking being inside that garage, you know, and like hearing them and fucking scratching and shit. And I remember, I mean, I was there probably up until like maybe sixth, seventh grade. And I remember one day, I invited one of my friends to to the garage, you know, to where I was living at, and didn't think anything of it. And then one day we got into a fight, and then he's like. Well, at least I don't live in a garage. And I was like, he, he, he told the whole fucking class, you know, and I was like, I was like, fuck, like, damn, fool, like, he just put my ass on blast, you know, like, and that's when I felt a little bit of shame because I was like, I never thought about it. I was like, that was living yeah, in a garage. To me, yeah. it was just my grandma's house. We were just in the garage, you know? And then we moved into to the, to the main house, but still we were all cramped up in like two rooms, you know, because it was, uh, it was six of us, you know, for a long time. And, and, uh, you know, I think that's why for me, uh, I'm a little more, I guess, um, when it comes to like where I live or, or, or what I have is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my girl, she's a little more like, uh, not more needy, but she grew up in a house with her own room. Mm-hmm. And, and today I, I drove with her. I was like, oh, at least you had your own room. I never fucking had my own room. And I still want to have my yeah. own fucking room. Like to this day, I, I don't have it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so... 
So like she she'll struggle with like you know like we, we need to get a bigger place or whatever and shit like that. Well yeah I mean I would love to but you know it ain't fucking easy you know like especially out here in LA I don't know how it is over there but you know it's just fucking expensive just to fucking yeah. anything, you know and, Cali in general bro yeah, Cali in general yeah. like, even where she's yeah. from because she's not from LA she's from Palm Springs and okay. that shit's getting expensive too so uh, yeah I mean like but going back to what you were talking about you know kid you know being for some either and shit let me think of that too I was like man like you know, like financially, we were not the best, but my dad did everything possible to. And I mean, my dad was the only one at work too. You know, like my dad was very like old school, you know, Mexicano, you know, like, you know, mom's going to stay at home. She's going to raise you guys mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring in the bread. Even if it means I got to work 14, 16 hours a day. And I mean, that in itself is a fucking sacrifice to, mm-hmm. you know, he never bought shit for himself, you know, didn't buy I mean, occasionally he would drink, you know, but other than that, you know, he, he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go get a new stereo or I'm going to go fucking get a brand new car or whatever. Like the money was always for his family and then to his parents. Mm. Like, you know, and and um, so I think that's another reason why, too. I'm like, I'm very low maintenance when it comes to a lot of shit. Like I buy low budget shit, bro. Like I, if I can get shit for free, I'll take it, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, obviously, if you have a little bit of money, you know, you like to spend it too. But so I also yeah. appreciate when I have money, man. Like, I didn't, I didn't have that, you know, growing up. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Not to sidetrack, you know what I mean? But like, um, to add to that, you know, with my wife, how you mentioned that your wife, you know, she grew up in the, in the house with, you know, yeah. the part with, with her own room and, and whatnot. Well, similar, my wife too, she, she grew up, you know, she grew up with like a family that would always be going somewhere vacationing oh, somewhere always doing something you know what i mean and nowadays it's like that's what i got <laughs> that's what i gotta deal with nowadays because she got used to that shit like like only thing i ever done is just go to one of those like small theme parks like as a as yeah. a kid all the way up to fucking like my actually all the way up to until i met my wife because once Damn. once we had kids like that's when we started doing the theme park shit down, like i never really done anything before that like we didn't <laughs> i didn't go shit nowhere you know what i mean only place is Mexico, you know what I mean? But that's <laughs> that's uh that's that's more of a poverty than you know <laughs> that, that, that was more uh, poverty or what? that's more poverty that I had to fucking uh, see and shit like yeah. which which you know thinking back like it served me a lot to see all that you know what I mean it, I, I think it made me feel more comfortable being in my situation in the states mm. you know how I mentioned that people were kind of making fun of me and you know, see, and I felt some kind of way being yeah. in the lunch line and all that. Yeah. Well, going to Mexico and seeing, Much seeing how people lived and how, how poverty was and the houses out there, like the houses were like, like almost fucking huts and shit. And I'm like, damn. And I'm over here complaining about fucking being in the lunch line. Damn. You know, that made me think some shit, bro. And that's, I, I think, I think that one kid that, 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 uh, that, that my homie in class, said to shut the fuck up like he would have learned some shit going to mexico oh, man real, he would have learned some shit man you know what i mean uh but uh yeah man so that's uh i, I guess that can also uh go into the psychology of our people you know what i mean talking about these things where, where we mentioned that if, if if a spouse grows up a certain way and the the uh the partner didn't how does that work out in the relationship with the children yeah you know what i mean so that that also kind of correlates with uh what we're discussing you know what i mean because that yeah. that does a lot you know i mean and i i bet there's been i mean with me there has been uh you know 
uh, discussions about that in a kind of like you know and and we had had fights because of it you know yeah, the that, fact that she she's always wanted to like you know spend money on going here going there and and you know i mean i i get it you know it's, it's like making memories for the kids and shit but mm-hmm. but like you know like i don't know like not too much because you know <laughs> then he's yeah. spoiling them and stuff yeah, man yeah huge huge deal yeah um yeah i mean I, i'm on the same boat i mean it's funny because because uh you know the little money that my dad did have he like i said he would use it on us mm-hmm. uh, my dad would do it also for like experiences he would take us out to like we never had a house but we had experiences you know mm-hmm. we never had our own home you know like and i'm glad that that he did that even though i never had my own room or you know we went we went out we had you know went to vegas as a kid went to mexico a lot of times went to oregon went to texas you know we we went out and we went to disneyland you know i had a great childhood i can't complain i can't say that you know that i wasn't that that kid that was like man i wish i would have done this or not like beautiful childhood bro and i had oh everything that to my to my parents you know because they they made the sacrifice to to be able to do that um you know and we had a lot of toys that's Mm. one of the things that that we had you know like but i like how my dad did it though i mean when we were younger you know yeah he would just buy us stuff but when we got a little older and we understood you know the value of the dollar you know because my dad would give us allowances you know like you said okay mm-hmm. here's 20 bucks 10 bucks for two weeks that also taught me how to budget you yeah, know, okay. as a young kid because i was okay if i want this and i gotta fucking take care of it otherwise he's like yeah i'm not gonna give you more money for two weeks mm-hmm. i don't get paid for two weeks you know so you don't ask me you know so we we had to take care of our money too uh, so I learned how to do that. Uh, but as far as like toys and shit, now that I have a daughter, bro, like she's got so many goddamn toys. Like, I mean, she's the only one too. Obviously that makes a huge difference, but like the fucking apartment is just full of toys. Like they don't fit anywhere. I'm like, yeah. you know, and I remember like how we, we, we used to make a mess, you know, in our little garage and my mom would have to be cleaning up after fucking three boys, you know, like, and, and now I'm doing the same shit working from home, you know, like with my daughter, so give me this, give me that, give me this, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mama, you have so many toys, like, we go to the store, you know, I want this, you know, I'm like, no, like, you're not going to get everything you get, you know, you want, because, like you said, you don't want to spoil them, because if you spoil them, you know, then they become little yeah. brats and older, little teenagers, you know what I mean, I, that's the last yeah. thing I want, I mean, as it is, my daughter. For girls, it's hard not to spoil, bro. It is. Uh, <laughs> I have three, man, it's, it's yeah. hard not to spoil, man. But my girl does a good job of doing that, though, she's <laughs> she pretty much buys her everything you know and i'm glad she does you know i mean to some extent because it would be it would kind of suck if, if uh nobody was doing it you know because mm. i'm trying to do the same thing that my dad did you know just at a younger age with her um but yeah man it's it's uh it's definitely a, a trip when it comes to how you raise your kids you know based on how you grew up and, and whatnot so yeah yeah man um now something else that we wanted to uh include in this conversation was uh was the fact that uh translating for adults that um i have i have some stories for that uh the translating uh when when my parents were were getting their their house um this this guy uh because first they they had gone to this uh guy that only spoke english okay uh and 
they were having a hard time, you know, talking to the dude. And okay. I mean, the, the guy, um, he spoke few words in Spanish, you know, some simple words and stuff. But you know, what I mean, like my dad was like, was like, hey, pues, dile esto, dile esto. and I, I was like, I mean, at the time, my English, that was, I was like, fucking in like fourth, fifth grade, bro. I was small, oh, like he had me translating shit. Um, at the time, my brother was like, was like, you know, doing, doing his stupid shit. Oh, was, he's he's like ten years older than me, so he was already, like, he was already fucking like in high school or some shit. He was he was into into you know the gang shit and all that though. Mm. I wasn't you know he, he couldn't count on him, uh, so I was uh, they had me translating shit, and um, I, I'm sure I mean I can't remember exactly what I told the dude, but I, I'm I'm sure that I because I remember one time there was uh, if not him there was another person that I had translated to, and he just looked at me like what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> 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 to this day, that face that he made is like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and that shit, like, it makes you think, like, wow, I'm just a stupid ass fool, man. No, like, no, I'm, just, yeah. I'm yeah. just dumb. I'm just dumb not to be able to communicate. Like, you know, to this day, that 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 did something to me for the fact that, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't communicating at a certain level to be able to be understood, uh, uh, and and uh. <laughs> To be to be looked on like that to be you know, for someone to look at you like that that's like that's like beyond beyond fucking a, a diss yeah, bro that's beyond a diss man that's like <laughs> it's like it's like what the fuck <laughs> once they twist oh, their, their head like that like ah, like that that's that's not a good sign bro <laughs> that's not a good fucking sign bro <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh, <laughs> that's that's why that should always stay with me bro because that that that, that what you know what I mean that, that fuck, bro. You know what I mean. Um, I don't know. If, have you ever had had to translate for for your parents or family members? Not so much for my parents because my parents grew up in the states. They were teens mm. when they got here, so um, they still speak mainly Spanish, but they they understand English and they can speak English a little bit. You know, to, enough to get around and and uh, you know just yeah, just enough to get around. I did it more with my grandparents because mm. they don't. Speaking English at all, like to this day, you know, they, they, um, you know, my grandpa tried and just couldn't pick it up. Uh, and I remember this one specific time he took me, I think, to the bank or something like that, of all places, you know, like, so I think he was asking probably a, a question related to like money or whatever. And I don't know if like if he was missing money or he deposited in the wrong place or whatever. But I mean, even the word deposit, I mean, you know. Ooh. I didn't know what the fuck that was. I mean, I, as a little kid, and he's like, "Hey, dile que, que, you know, um, este que, un tal dinero, whatever, you know." And and I, I did my best to to translate too. And they were like, kind of the same shit, you know. So when you did the whole, what the fuck are you saying? You know, like <laughs> I got the same response, and and, oh, and I'm like I'm like I'm telling him, but he doesn't get it. He's like, but my grandpa was pretty mean. He was like, "Pues que chingados, you know, pa qué." Like, but my, my grandpa's always been kind of rough like that. He's he doesn't going back to what you were talking about, you know. I think he was more like that, like, like you know, I remember when he used to take me to work with him. Uh, I was little too, uh, because my dad, my, my grandpa used to do uh, landscaping for uh, these different people, and I used to fucking hate when I had to go and ask for the money. <laughs> that was my job, you know. 
what are they like you know like one you don't even know these people you go into the house too you know again the language barrier too i i didn't even feel like competent enough you it's simple something as simple as like, hey can you know can we get the money like felt like really hard for me to do you know um and so i mean that was another reason where i would do it um but i think he he'll still do it to this day like he'll he'll give me uh whenever he gets my grandpa whenever he whenever because they live in the same place my parents and my grandparents live in the same same house to this day whenever i go over and <clears throat> And like he'll, he'll be like, oh, you know, can you read me this letter? You know, like, what does it say? So I read it in English and I'm doing my best to translate it now in Spanish, you know? And he's like, que? Que es eso? Que, que, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try to translate the word in, from English to Spanish. And it's like, Pero que, que significa eso? and I'm like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you know, like, so I'm still doing it to this day, you know, with him. And now it's <laughs> the opposite, you know? And, Man. You know. You know, one thing, bro, I'll tell you this. In class, I'll never forget this. Some <laughs> some, some stuff, bro. And <laughs> you already, you already, you already know. Going, yeah. You already know how this is going to go, bro. <laughs> uh, go for it, go so on. some words, bro, translated into English is like best not <laughs> to have not done that, bro. Um, like <laughs> there was this one time, bro, where the, <laughs> there's this one girl uh, in my class. It was like in elementary school. Uh, I, I was small. I don't even know what the fuck grade I was in. And the girl is like, she she like spoke mostly is uh, mostly Spanish. She, and she was like, uh, someone some dude was some some boy was like doing something to her or something. And she's like, ya para de molestarme, para de oh, molestarme. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, she's like, maestra, teacher, he's molesting, molesting me. me. I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> the mom is <laughs> molesting like fuck. And then the teacher's like, what? What? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, Not shit. the same meaning. Not the same meaning. Not the same oh. meaning, bro. And oh, that's yeah. like, things like that, bro. Like, nowadays, I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if I ever said some shit that, that's why they fucking, the dude was like, what? Wow. You know what I mean? I wonder if I said some shit that made made it seem like some something else. Like, you know? I, I, I didn't do that, but I would make up words. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't know the word in English. <clears throat> For example, uh, I mean, they would mean other shit too, right? Mm. Uh, for example, uh, the word grabar, right? Oh, okay. We used to record a lot. We used to say grave, you know? <laughs> they were trying to, you know, like use the same, you know what I mean? Like, well, we used to, we used to uh, uh, I don't know if you ever did this in school, you know, kick the ball, we used to say kikiar. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember oh, yeah. my, my teacher, she would get so pissed. She's like, que es kikiar? Because, you know, this is when it was mainly, you know, like, Spanish, you know, que es que quiar, or we say we used to say cachar. Oh, cachar. <laughs> yeah, you know, and this I guess this goes this goes back to the whole calo, you know, like you were speaking calo, you don't even know you were speaking calo. You know, there you go, yeah. You know, uh, it's like she like, should be like, eso no es una palabra, you know, like, <laughs> like por qué dicen eso, you know, and uh, yeah, like it, we we kind of did that, but when you were talking about your your story, it reminded me of uh, another story where like. We went to parent conferences and, and the parents didn't speak any English at all. And the teacher was like, yeah, you know, it's like your son is just fucking up, you know, like he's got fear abs, you know? <laughs> and, and, and the, and the, and the, and the was like, ¿Qué dijo? He's like, oh, dijo que estoy fantástico, you know, like. Fantástico. Fantástico. Fantástico la F. And then, okay, amigo. And you're like, oh, see? And then the, the teacher was like, what the fuck? Why is he happy about it? You're, you're celebrating. 
<laughs> what an interesting culture this is. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right, so, so that happened too, you know. I remember my dad was there, he was like, pinche niño, like, mentiroso, you know, like, he's lying and shit, you know, but yeah, man, I could never get away with that with my parents because they knew what I was talking about. That's why I said we couldn't curse because in English, you knew what we were saying, you know, like, and I remember when we started saying dog, like, what's up, dog, you know, like, or like, what's up, fool? You know, oh, like, yeah. but that's like, ¿Por qué dicen eso? Well, why, why are you calling yourselves fools? Why are you calling yourselves perros? Like, it's like, yeah, it's just the word of endearment. He's like, but yeah. why would you call yourself that? You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, he understood the word, but he didn't understand the translation behind it, you know? So, yeah. With him being a Mexican, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah. So that's, see, all of that, bro, all of that is, uh, our 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 um our psychology of the raza bro all of that is how we end up in our situation where you know we either end up fucked up in the head or we end up understanding our past and embracing mm. it and and learning from it and you know and saying you know what this is what this is what you get when you mix a culture that has nothing to do has no business being in the in the in the society where we're not accepted we're not welcome we're not you know what i mean yeah. this is what you get this is the product of that we're i mean i'm first generation Same. you know what i mean i'm first generation in this shit so it's like i'm like the guinea pig like all right amigo go find out what it, what it's like to be a fucking uh to be a mexican in america yeah go ahead go find out this is the product bro this is this is it you know what i mean same with you bro i mean this is it like this this is what we get from the society where we're we're not we're not meant to thrive bro yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of obstacles you know we talked about this before in the other episodes you know and i think our generation is pretty much the 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 foundation for our future generations that you know Mm -hmm. are gonna live beyond us you know and because we we have to learn the game you know as the ball is rolling like you said you know like we don't have a rule book we don't have you know the okay well this is the way and that's really what 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 doesn't allow us to thrive because we have to learn shit on the fly, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about this earlier, and I think it was the first episode, if I'm correct, where why we continue to have you know victim status or why we continue to mm-hmm. to not progress as a community because we continue to have that influx, you know, influx of uh, of immigrants because people keep starting all over, you know. You know, the last generation, somebody came, you know, and they had kids, you know, but if, but if you follow that lineage of that family, you know, eventually you'll find out that each generation, more, more than likely they've improved, you know, unless it's a family that probably was, you know, uh, involved with gangs or, or just, you know, involved with other kinds of shit. Cause you also have that example too, you know, people just don't progress period because, you know, they, mm-hmm. they get sucked up at some shit, you know, but, but, you know, that's really the story of the immigrant. You know, but the difference between us and other immigrants is that, again, also the influx, but also, like, we can never be white. Doesn't matter what we do. Doesn't matter how much we, we try to assimilate. Doesn't matter how much we try to, uh, you know, um, learn the language or whatever. We can come. We can be American. You know, we can identify in that term. You know, but as far as like, you know, passing for white, unless like you're a light skinned Latino, you know, then mm-hmm. more than likely you're never gonna have that experience. So. We still have to deal with that, you know, people looking at us like that sideways, you know, because <laughs> how we talk or what we say, you know, but 
speaking of that, I don't, I don't know if you saw that video. With, this is kind of off topic, but you know, about it's a black. Out. It was a black girl. Yeah. I tripped out when I found yeah. out it was a black girl. I was like, what? Like you never be white. You're just a Mexican racist. You never. Uh, and you know what the, the surprise was? Like I, like I'm just tripping out that it was the voice sounded like it was a white lady. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a black girl. I was like, what the? F-? So it's like a inner fucking uh, uh it's like a inside joke almost to you know what i mean like come on it's like surprise i'm black <laughs> you know what i mean it's ironic right ironic as fuck man that you know and uh and once again like i always said before they always start the video when it's already the insult like what led to it what made her say that shit okay you know what i mean yeah man it's 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 crazy you know how um you always have these incidents and you never get the full story you know it's there's always an agenda bro i mean we let's be real you know if you hear it on the news especially if you hear it on the news i mean because most of this stuff was on fox news i mean let's be real fox news is probably more conservative you know mm-hmm. right meaning so all the mm-hmm. all the right wingers that, that uh that i know i mean because i know a few you know uh were like oh you know like they're reporting the oh like they're being racist and i'm like I, I, when i saw that video i didn't take it that way i was just like this is funny like you know, because one of my cousins sent it to me. He's like, man, this girl's so stupid. You know, I'm like, yeah, she's stupid. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, racist? I don't think she's racist. I mean, w- what I took from it was that that she was saying that, hey, you should be like me. You know, we're both victims. You know, yeah, you're a cop, mm. but we're both victims of society. And why are you trying to be something you're never going to be? That's I mean, I've, I I've told cops, uh, Latino cops, that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The dude was acting too, too preppy, too fucking, uh, too, you know what I mean? Could be. I don't know what the fuck, you know, she's seen in him or that's what I'm saying. So I, I would like to see the video before that incident. Yeah. That way I can see why someone, you know, why, why she said that, you know, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not too far off for, so to see something like that. I mean, that's, I've, you know, I've personally experienced it. So like, you know, I'm like, whatever about it. Yep. All right, bro. So I don't know. I think that's all the the subtopics. Unless you got up something else you wanted to cover. Uh, no, bro. That's all pretty much it. That you know, the fact that uh, it's uh, psychology in in the field of psychology. Uh, of course, we're all humans. You know, we all have a brain. We all, you know, um, although some of us are born with disabilities. Um. Uh, but just the, the function of the brain, we all have that same thing. You know, it depends on how we how we carry ourselves through lives as what the final product is. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if you put bad things into it, you get bad things out of it. You know what I mean? So it's like the same effect with um, Rasa, you know what I mean? But, but as for the, the psychology of Rasa, I would say that's, that's something to uh, that, studies haven't really been made too much of because we're like it's like another breed bro it's like another another world with our people like because we have to deal with all these aspects of our own Mm -hmm. and there's all these divisions that we have to consider with our own so it's like it it, there's definitely needs to be more 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 studies on on our people and how the psychology of, of, of us you know functions and how you know the id and the ego and all that uh, you know, it's it's um it's put into when we talk about psychology of our people. Um, 
not only for like I mentioned before, like with with the whole textbook of like oh Chicano psychology, how he goes into the 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 you know how the mentality of uh and the psychology of Spaniards, mm -hmm. uh, and so we gotta consider that as well. Like yeah, you know a lot of that a lot of that could have gone into us, you know, into, into how we carry ourselves nowadays. So I don't know, man, as it's, uh, it's something to look into, you know, because, you know, you never know one of us could, could come up with, uh, with the next uh, blueprint for how we perceive psychology with our people, you know, maybe it, it could even turn into a whole, a whole course in itself mm. to go into this type of field, you know what I mean? So, uh, I would for sure, you know, I mean, go into that field for sure. If, if, if it was there, you know, right, right now it's just psychology as a, you know, in general for everyone, yeah. but I believe it's just like everything else. There's subsections for, for, for different people, different cultures. And I think that does matter. Even though yeah. some people say that, no, we all have the same brains. We all have the same abilities. Well, yeah, to up to a certain extent, but once you put, once you put the group of people into a certain situation, how does that make them the you know the psychology the psyche of the, these people how does this change the psyche mm. what different elements do we have to consider because of this this change of you know of location in a certain place in the city or you know what i mean because i mean in certain cities in every city it's divided into different people bro like there's a you know uh, 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 the the side where black people are mostly a side where white people are side where raza is at you know it's always it's always divided just like prisons just like schools yeah, yeah, yeah. and schools yeah. the same fucking way like you know in lunchtime you see different people different fucking groups of people and shit so it's like that that uh that's very important to look into you know yeah man uh, it was definitely a fun episode it was a little different you know they didn't provide too much uh stats like i usually do but it was cool to, to go about it this way i mean i definitely saw your academic side on this one you know like when you came off the bat you know so it was cool to see that side of you too you know because you know um you obviously provide the, the street smarts you know uh but it's cool that you know you have you're more than that you know what i mean you're more than a rapper you're more than just you know mm -hmm. somebody who came from the hood or whatever so for the listeners, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure they're going to probably appreciate that you can bring that element to, uh, you know, and what I mean by that is that you're not basically you're not just speaking from, you know, from your own opinion, you're speaking from, you know, from stuff you've read and stuff like that. So, yeah, it shows that you know, you're doing research and it shows that, you know, you're open to learning new things, you know, so yeah, uh, I really appreciate that, that, uh, you know, the, the take on it, you know, um, for sure. And what I wanted to say, uh, to end the episode is, um, yeah, I mean, aside from that is, uh, well, next week is the last episode for season one. You know, we are going to take a little break, but it doesn't mean that we're going to be completely not doing anything. I mean, we're going to be uh, focusing on some, you know, individual projects, you know, personal stuff, which we'll get into more probably next week. But also, uh, we're going to be more on the live and we're going to be more on Facebook and and Instagram live, uh, you know, just to try to get the listeners to, to participate. And again, especially if you don't, if you disagree with us, you know, uh, and we would like to do this, you know, uh, in a way where we can have a conversation and, and if you open, open to doing it, you know, uh, either through, through, uh, cause the whole goal is to, for season two is to have guests, you know, mm -hmm. and, 
and and just you know talk it out uh talk about different things you know and um or you know give them the platform to either talk about something they know or something that really they're really passionate about or maybe even something that they want to promote or teach other people right so mm-hmm. we can improve our people so we can you know give them avenues for success uh because we talked about i think the, i think i would say that the first season was some more so like challenges and now i want to go and say okay well how do we overcome that how do we you know begin to move as a unit like you said in your live you know a couple of days ago um but yeah man um that's that's my take on that and and uh yeah just just contribute to the conversation you know uh drop comments you know uh whatever it is i know some people have said some things about us and don't like what we have to say but hey you know we that's where we call rasa stand you know we take we take a stand on these issues and as controversial as it might be for some people um you know we're willing to do that because we want to have the conversations we want to be able to put it out there and like i said show that we're not a monolithic pe- you know people we we think differently you know and mm-hmm. and like you know our psyche you know our, our psych you know our psychology i mean it's 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 uh it's different for many many different reasons um and uh yeah man that's all i have to say yeah man and uh when when something to add to it uh we're not we're not sway we don't we don't know everything we we don't we don't we don't we don't claim to know you know to be you know to know everything about this stuff we just we're just doing it because uh you know it's interesting to us you know i i i love it you know i love talking about this and my daughter wants to do a little cameo <laughs> you know uh yeah you know it's interesting to us uh you know some people i know some people will, will start feeling some kind of way like like well well well, why do these guys think that, you know, that they're just so, you know, they feel so correct about what they're saying and stuff, um, you know, but like, you know, <laughs> like, like, uh, like fucking um, uh, Kanye told Sway, you don't know everything, Sway, you don't, you don't have, you don't have the answer, Sway, we're not Sway, we're, we don't, we don't have all the answers for this shit, but we do have the, the starting point of dialogue where, where we can, you know, start discussing some things and, you know start understanding each other and just understanding our our you know key points of certain subjects and stuff you know of topics but um that's pretty much it for for me for sure for sure all right well on that note rasta stand take a stand, take a stand to, to understand, understand rasta yep all right this is flow and this and is brown. brown and we're out yep Good